Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you and welcome on board On the Mark. I'm here today with Steve Kushaloff as Mark Lawrence enjoys a week of vacation. Probably eh, deserved, maybe half deserved, but where, in any event, he's taking it. Where d- did he go away? Is he. I have no idea. He's very secretive about his plans. Is he? Okay, well. <laughs> Anyhow, On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. Our toll free line is open. Call us at 1-800-795-9565. Our producer today is Lynn Hall, and Lynn's over there ready to take your calls and put you on hold until we can get to you. Or email us at onthemarketwkok.com. You know, the Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, and Kia cars. They are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks, and they are a master towing service with decades of experience. So you ought to check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. They bring you On the Mark. They're a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, and nitrogen for tires. And they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m., and Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. Steve, i got a question for you. Oh, no. Once again, I'm letting you start the show. Well, I mean, I, this is an important one, and this is a, this is a topic that is hot in the news today. You know, I spent my my morning rather than dwelling over my breakfast. As you can see, I've got the uh, our local newspaper here, and I've got so much good stuff highlighted here. Well, hang on to I it, because I don't know that this is going to take the whole show, but this is something that's really hot this morning, and it ties into something that's been driving conversations on our program for some time now. Critics are lashing out after a man carrying a pistol stopped a mass shooting at an Indiana shopping mall, arguing the man should not be called a Good Samaritan. The term Good Samaritan came from a Bible passage of a man from Samaria who stopped by the side of the road to help a man who was injured and ignored, wrote CBS4 traffic anchor Justin Collar on Twitter Monday, I cannot believe we live in a world where the term can equally apply to someone killing someone. My God! Collar's comment came after a gunman opened fire at a suburban Indianapolis shopping mall on Sunday, killing three people before he was gunned down by a man legally carrying a pistol under Indiana's new constitutional carry law, according to police. Reports on Monday found that the man who put a halt to the shooting was actually in violation of Greenwood Park Mall policy, which bans the carrying of weapons in its facility. Greenwood Mayor Mark Myers credited the man with saving several lives by killing the shooter, saying they were grateful for his quick action and heroism. Someone we are calling the Good Samaritan was able to shoot the assailant and stop further bloodshed, Myers said in a statement. This person saved lives tonight on behalf of the city of Greenwood. I am grateful for his quick action and heroism in this situation. But some critics joined Collar and criticized 
criminalizing the man's actions, despite him allegedly putting a stop to a mass shooting. The Good Samaritan paid for an unknown immigrant's health care out of pocket, comedian John Fugelsang wrote on Twitter. The Good Samaritan did not shoot anyone. Jesus was not a fan of killing for any reason, including self-defense, but if these amosexuals ever read the Bible, they couldn't support the GOP or the NRA. So is the guy a hero or a villain? Uh, in that case, the guy is uh, hes a hero. Uh, but number one, the issue of whether or not you should call him a good Samaritan, that is just purely semantics. Yes, I know the story of the good Samaritan from the Bible. Um, did this guy live up to exactly what the story in the Bible was? Of course not. Things change. But you know, Joe, if you're in a, if you're on, if you get on a bus and somebody gets up and they see how old you are, if somebody gets up, had, had to get that in. <laughs> Thank you. And if, you ain't that much younger than. No, you. <laughs> I am not. So if somebody on a bus gets up and gives you their seat, you'll say, oh, thank you, you're a good Samaritan. You know, I mean, if somebody passes passes you the peas at dinner, oh, you're a good Samaritan. So well, you're right. It's not exactly, the, you know, you find somebody on the side of the road who's, be, who's injured and ignored, and you take care of them. Yeah. That doesn't make you, that's not the only criteria for what we now sure. ascribe to being a good Samaritan. Anybody who intervenes and helps in a bad situation is legally, or not legally, but legitimately called a good Samaritan, right? Right. To me, the bigger issue, and I mentioned this yesterday, is this is what it has come to. This is what it has come to in America. If we go to a shopping mall, if we go to a baseball game, if we go to a movie theater, we are now going to have to depend on our safety, hoping there are uh, law-abiding citizens that are carrying guns well, to let, shoot the mass shooter. Let me ask you this. Who would you rather have helping you in this situation? Who would you rather have on scene? The Uvalde Police Department or this guy who was armed and prepared to take action. You know, the Uvalde uh, Police Department uh, is going to live in infamy. There's no doubt about it. Unfortunately for them, yes. Um, what I would rather have on the scene is um, well-trained, uh, brave police officers as the uh, extreme majority of police officers are. Oh, right, no uh, argument. Really. Uh, but on the other hand, this guy who took action here, obviously well-trained. He was legally carrying a firearm. Well, he was, a, he was apparently a good enough shot that he stopped the action yes. without endangering or hurting anyone else. Yeah. And you say he was following the law. Uh, he was not. He was violating the shopping malls. Gee. Uh, and, and I bet there are the people, well, a lot of people who are right. glad he did. Of course. Uh, Joe, in that case. But it just... I'd, at its base, this is all about the um, inability of our country to enact sensible gun violence legislation. Uh, you know, now I know we got two callers there, right, and, and we're going to get to them in a second. And I know we are, and I'm sure they're going to accuse me of wanting to take away your no, guns. No, I don't think so. One of them I know is fairly liberal. <laughs> okay, but uh, and maybe the other one's going to say people don't uh, guns don't kill people. People kill people. So we're going to get the same old cliches. And but again, it's you know we don't have the national will. 
to do much of anything. Well, but we have done something. I think that, that the, the first steps taken by Congress, uh, and I really wasn't certain yesterday whether Dan Muser voted for that or against it. I, I got the feeling he might have voted against that, that compromise plan because he said he had some objections to it. But it seems to me that strengthening schools and doing that kind of thing, making sure that there are some mental health laws in place, strengthening uh, PFAs. I just saw a story this morning as well about a, a woman who had a PFA against her uh, boyfriend. No, I, yeah, I guess her boyfriend, and he shot, and, no, her ex-husband. Mm. He shot and killed her thinking he was shooting yeah. her boyfriend. You know, that's the kind of thing that we need to tighten up on. It, most of these issues involve somebody with mental health issues. In any event, we'll see what others think about this. Cindy, you're on the mark this morning. Good morning, gentlemen. I believe that that uh, person at the mall who stood up and stopped that man, he's a hero. Whatever word you want to use to describe that, to me, he's a hero. I'm deeply grateful that he intervened, that he had the courage to risk the censure that he's already experiencing and taking his action. He had the courage to stand up for strangers, total strangers. I, I find that uh, just so admirable, and I applaud him. But I have another question, which is I'm reading about this amendment proposal to the Pennsylvania Constitution, and there are four separate issues in that bill. So what I want to know is, are each of those going to be their own amendment that when I go into the ballot box, I can choose to support one and not support another, or is this a you take them all or you lose them all kind of a thing? Do you know? No, I'm afraid I don't. I'm afraid I don't. Uh, what are the six issues? Four. There four, are four I'm sorry. things on. One is the issue of no, there is no constitutional right to a taxpayer-funded abortion. Right. Um, one is that the governor can choose a running mate so that the governor and lieutenant governor can be of the same mind. I would think they'd be separate. That doesn't sound like something. Unless it's a whole constitutional change and you either vote up or down on the whole thing. That's a good question. Well, that's so what you... concerns me. Because, and then there's a, a proposal about voter ID that requiring people provide an ID to vote. And a proposal that allows the, uh, if I understand it correctly, the last one allows the legislature to overrule uh, regulations put in place unilaterally by the governor. <clears throat> hmm. But I, I, And while I support some of those proposals, I don't support others of them, and I would really be unhappy to find out that I either have to, this is a poison pill kind of a thing, that I have to uh, approve all of them or none of them. I hope they're separate amendments that we can address individually. But I don't know. I was hoping you'd know. No, I'm afraid I don't. You know, I, I was aware of the, the the fact that there's an issue coming up. I just assumed that each one would be separate, since they all represent unrelated changes to right. the Constitution. Well, that's what I thought, except they're all in the same bill, right? I would have assumed in order to make them separate actions that there would be, you know, Bill 1, Bill 2, Bill 3, Bill 4, but they're all Senate bill in a specific number, and that concerns me. I, I hope that's not the case. I hope we can vote on them individually, because if we can't, I'm going to be forced to vote them down, and I would hate to do that. I really support voter ID. I really support um, the legislature being able to overrule regulations unilaterally put in place by the governor, but I cannot support... I. I'm kind of iffy on 
on this lieutenant governor thing, but I, I cannot support um, the abortion proposal because of that little phrase they put tailed on it. I don't have a problem saying the taxpayers won't pay for abortions. I understand people feel passionately about that, and I'm willing to respect it. But that and other related matters or whatever it is, phrase they tacked on there, which segues into outlawing abortion, that I have a problem with. And I think it's being pushed by people who have no concept of the medical consequences to people of making that ruling. I know that I called in a week or so ago about just one example, 100,000 women uh, come down with an ectopic pregnancy every year. Next day, someone calls in and dismisses the lives of a hundred thousand women. I, that blew me away. That could be so dismissive about that. Um, but anyway, I think we, you know, I just hope they're separate. I, I don't know how to find out whether or not that's true or not. I guess. Um, can't you call your uh, local state representative's office? I would think they'd know. Oh, that's a good idea. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's a great suggestion. I'll do that. You're more than welcome, Cindy. I was looking Thank online you. to see if I could find it, and what I what I found they're they're listed separately, so you would think they'd be voted on separately, but uh, you know it doesn't say for sure. It doesn't yeah, say for sure. Okay. Well, I, that's a great suggestion. I appreciate it. I'm going to do that. I'm going to call Senator Gordner's office and ask them. I'm sure they would know. Yeah. yeah. I would when, hope. When you find out, Thank let us know. Thank you very much for your help with the gentleman, We're and ha- I think that man's a hero. And the people who are chewing on him because he had the courage, he could have been killed. But yep. they, then they would call him a hero because he died. What kind of sense is that? If he had picked up a chair and walloped this man over the back of the head and stopped him, would it be any different? If he tackled him to the ground and when the guy hit the ground, his head broke, snapped his neck, would that have been any different than if he, thank goodness he acted to save all those lives. He had, the man had a hundred bullets. Think that through. A hundred bullets. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Cindy. Appreciate thank your you. call, and I agree with you. Take care. Eric, you're on the mark before a quick break. Good morning, sir. Joe, as usual, you're focusing on the wrong issue. Oh, and this my. has not been brought out, and I'm, I'm amazed it's not been brought out because it, it fits with the theme. Who was the shooter? The shooter was a 20-year-old mm. with a rifle, an AR-style 15 rifle with more than 100 rounds. So we have my common denominators again. We have some a, a, a youth, someone under 21, and also a, a purchasing, having, and using an AR-style weapon. The weapons were purchased on March 8th, and then he bought them on March, all totally legal in the state of Indiana. How many more of these are we going to put up with before we finally decide that young people under age 21, and I'm again, I am a gun owner, believe in the Second Amendment, but I also believe we have to have rationality. And the rationality is what this is one more time that we have a youth with a legally purchased assault style weapon killing multiple people. Now, as far as your issue about was that was that person a a hero? Thank God he was there. Okay, but again, the common denominators are commonality here is someone under twenty one legally purchasing an assault weapon and killing, murdering several. But this guy was the guy who shot him was twenty two. And so if he hadn't been trained in firearms at an earlier age, again, he wouldn't again, have been Joe, able to do that. Let's stick to the issue I called about. I called about a youth, someone under 21, with an assault weapon murder right. multiple people. But you don't want to talk about a youth who also took action and Joe, stopped the murders. Joe, there's no doubt, there's no question that the majority of 
people who are under 21 are sensible, rational people. My goodness. 90% of them are sensible and rational. I agree with you. Okay. Maybe 98%. Okay. So how in the heck you can equate the shooter who was obviously part of the 98%, how you can uh, you know, equalize him to this crazy person? The point is, as you have said too, this guy had no, you know, had no, had no business having a weapon, uh, and and as Cindy and he said, had run-ins with the law before. There you go. And the, and I'm fully in favor of red flag laws. Oh, I know sure. I irritate some of my conservative friends when I say that. I'm sorry, but I'm in favor yeah. of red flag laws. Cindy um, and Joe, this this goes to show that red flag laws aren't working. And. What, and, and How does it go to show um, that? How does it go to show that? Republicans help pass in Washington. How's that go to show working? that? It now, won't, won't work. Now, how does that show that? Just explain to me how it shows that they're not working. Well, you just said that this person had had led, and he was able to purchase weapons as of March 8th and March 9th of this year, and he turned around in July and murdered several people. What are what Indiana what what laws does Indiana have with respect to that? Right now they're state laws. They're not federal laws. So what state law does Indiana have that would have should have stopped him? Exactly. No, I'm asking what you. You're saying that you're saying it failed. And that, that assumes that you know something about Indiana's laws with respect to uh, to this type now, of issue. The words on that was not going to work. The fact of the matter is. This is one more instance of someone under age 21 with an assault-style weapon murdering multiple but people. But full background checks. How many more of these? How many more of these are we going to have to put up with before, before this fails and did this? Full and background. And then as gunners, we can look at a terrible backlash. Full background checks would solve the problem. And red flag laws. I don't know what Indiana has, but I don't think they have the kind of strong law that I would support with respect to keeping guns out of the hands of people who shouldn't have them. Only an idiot would say that we want some people who are mentally deranged to have firearms, unlimited access to firearms. Nobody wants that. Good Lord, Joe, you have just uh, crucified the entire Republican caucus in Congress. (laughs) They all say that. They don't give a darn. Well, I give a darn. You're not in Congress. No, I'm not, but I am a Republican. Uh, You know, I just think there are common sense things that we can do. And obviously, if we have guns, and I agree with you, Eric, if we have guns getting into the hands of people who shouldn't have them, we need to do something to try and stop that without impinging upon the rights and freedoms of law-abiding citizens, the 98% that Steve just concluded, and I agree with, that deserve to have them. Sure. Why should we punish? It's like saying it's like the teacher teacher who punishes the entire classroom because you can't tell who threw the spitball on the ceiling. Well, that's, uh, that's happened a couple of times. And that's not the world. It doesn't work. Well, sometimes it does, but that's a, again, that's a whole other issue. Well, it's part I believe and parcel of the, the same voting issue. Public, uh, I believe what the voting public has to look at is this: Are we willing to restrict, perhaps you will say, uh, access to guns, just like we restrict access to handguns, like we restrict access to alcohol to these young folks? who, who are, are more impressionable and their brains are still developing to in order to safeguard people shopping in a mall, kids in a school. Are we willing to say, hey, we shouldn't have these things because people are using them, just like we know kids do stupid things with alcohol and with handguns, and, and put the law the same way. Under 21, no assault-style weapons allowed. I, I say we should. 
Okay. And if people, majority of people agree with me, then I think they know how they should vote come, come November. All right. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate your call. Take care, buddy. We've got to take a break. We'll be back, and we have an answer to Cindy's question about the ballot issues on the Constitutional Amendment for Pennsylvania. Hold on. We will share that with you when we return. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Okay, welcome back to On the Mark. We have a call pending, but we want to answer uh, Cindy's question, and this comes from Senator John Gordner. Uh, he says, first, each one would need to be approved a second time next session, and yes, each has to be a separate question. So they're separate questions. You're going to vote on it. The, the Senate will vote on it again, and, and the House, I guess, next year, second time, and then it'll be on the ballot this time. So... There is your answer. It will be a separate, separate question. Okay, Van, you're on the mark this morning. Good morning. A question for Steve: What law can be passed that's going to stop these mass shootings? Van, I don't know specifically what law. I know there are there are things that could be done. Uh, here, I'll just give you one little example, and I don't know if it would stop a mass shooting. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, I was speaking to a friend of mine, a woman from Lewisburg, Republican, Republican woman, um, pretty dyed-in-the-wool Republican, and I believe she's a gun owner. I think she has a a handgun. And she said unequivocally, it should be uh, no easier to get a handgun than it should be to get a license to drive a car. Uh, she thought there should be extensive, you know, if you go in to buy a gun, uh, there should be uh, extensive uh, background check, and when you get approved, you can have that gun. So that's one thing that could be done. The other thing is, and please, Van, don't start questioning me on specific types of firearms, because I have no idea. I do know that there are certain kind of firearms that are meant to be used on, on the battlefield, and nobody needs to uh, nobody needs to own them. Uh, so you know they're talking a, about personally. No one needs to own them. Well, yeah. Oh, sure, sure. As opposed to what? Military. Yes, use. exactly. Yeah, the army can own them, but the people don't need to own them. And who owns the, who controls those guns in the army? Eighteen-year-olds. Well, talk about—boy, I tell you, Joe, you're, you are just a champion at divergence. Uh, to me, psychologically speaking, I think people like to own those kind of weapons for the same reason that people like to own pit bulls. It just makes them feel uh, very powerful. So there you go, Van. There's a couple of things. Well, my, my answer to what you just said is there will never be any law passed that's going to stop any gun violence. 
there's no because there are criminals they don't care about the laws that are passed and that's just the fact it's a sad fact but that's the that's the raw truth of the matter now addressing eric's comments about the he's into psychology and all that and i understand that as well that the brain isn't fully developed till they say about the age of 25 so they say some anyway he says the common denominator is he's people under 21 years of age well there's been mass shooters that have been much older than that now recently yes their, their age has been pretty young but the simple fact of the matter is and all three of us when we went to high school if you grew up in this area or in pennsylvania any place in a rural area and went to high school the guys during hunting season had their rifles and shotguns with the bullets and shot shells right on the truck seat the rifles hanging on their gun racks in their trucks with a hunting knife and the vehicles were left unlocked and our brains weren't fully developed but we didn't go out and shoot people so there's something that happened from back in the 70s until now there's, you know, and that's what we got to look into it isn't just that these brains of these children aren't fully developed i believe they've been affected a lot by a lot of these video games or there's just gun violence that goes on in the video games and the movies and stuff that are put out i believe the the minds of these children have been really affected by this and if something needs to be done there needs to be some laws against the gun violence that goes on in hollywood movies that shows people getting shot up and massacred and it just makes it less less offensive well, I, I, the only thing I would say to you, Van, is I I watched a lot of Roadrunner cartoons when I was growing up, and Wiley Coyote would try to yeah. drop an anvil on the head of the Roadrunner, and we all realized that that wasn't a good thing, and we didn't have to be told that. I mean, we just kind of knew it. Nobody. Yeah, but there's <laughs> something going on with this younger. Yeah, Van, call back if you need another minute to finish up. we got to get out of here right now for the news. I'm Joe McGranahan. With me, Steve Kushaloff, And on the mark, we'll be back after the news break on WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Hi, and welcome back on board On the Mark. Joe McGranahan with Steve Kushaloff. Our producer is Lynn Hall. You are the star of the show. The phone lines are open. Give us a call at 1-800-795-9565 or email us at onthemark at wkok.com. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. And if you'd like to go visit them in person, which they would absolutely love, you'll find them on North 4th Street in Sunbury, Pennsylvania, and on Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. You can, and they invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. 
where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles. State inspection and nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, and Kia cars. They are a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks. You got a problem, you take it to Sunbury Motors, and they fix it. And all sizes of trucks, too, by the way. They're the master towing service with decades of experience. Sunbury Motor Company, again, www.sunburymotors.com, North 4th Street in Sunbury, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Taking a quick look at the news headlines this morning, a paving project along Snydertown Road in Upper Augusta Township will be completed today. PennDOT says Snydertown Road will be closed from Black Mill Road to 11th Street today. Snydertown Road was closed for 10 days between Reagan Street in Sunbury and Anthracite Road in Upper Augusta Township for the paving project. All work is expected to be completed today. Single lane conditions will continue for today with flagging. And construction on Routes 11487 project in Bloomsburg, Columbia County continues this week. The project will continue near the intersection of 6th Street and Columbia Boulevard and East Street and will continue to East Main Street. On Wednesday, July 20th, Phase 7 of the reconstruction project will begin on East Street between 3rd and 5th. Route 11 southbound, 487 northbound traffic will be returned to the Route 11 southbound and 487 northbound lanes. And it's back to work following an ammonia leak at National Beef and Hummel's Wharf on Friday. The daily item reports production resumed Monday. 46 people from the plant were evacuated when the spill occurred around 7.40 p.m. Friday evening. The workers were evacuated and released from work for the day. Officials at the plant say the external leak was contained within 30 minutes. That's our look at the news headlines. Again, the phone lines are open, 1-800-795-9565. We have two emails pending. One says, Eric, are you willing to move the age beyond 21 if the average age of the shooter say it changes to, say, 25 in the future? Actually, the average age of the shooter, and I looked this up and I assume it's correct, but it was uh, uh, from statistics compiled in the last year, uh, the average age of a shooter, mass shooter, is 33. So they're not all, you know, that would imply that they're fairly young people, all of them. You know, you, you don't tend to see too many people our age, Steve, shooting going out there with uh, rifles and well not our age but uh you know the uh, one the, the mass shooting in las vegas a couple of years ago where the guy was up in a hotel room overlooking a ro- a, a big concert yeah my niece was caught in that um good lord uh he was certainly um older than these kids you know one of the thing one of the things that van mentioned that when he said it i kind of took exception to he said that he thinks one of the influences that's um, motivating these kids for the mass shootings is all the violence that they see in movies and in video games. And he talked about uh, we ought to have laws against uh, some of this uh, violence in, in movies. Well, my first thought was, you know, here again, we've got a Republican, uh, used to be the pro-business party, and now a Republican is saying we should have laws governing the activities of a private business, in this case, the movie industry. Um, but there have been other, there have been examples. Uh, I was just looking here, back in the 30s, there was something called the Hayes right. Code, you know. And again, it kind of, uh, it says here, would control what people could see on the screen and also who could tell 
the stories. Um, and when you think about it, even prohibition to a degree was uh, government control of well, business. Mr. Hayes was more concerned about sex than violence. Well, it doesn't matter, whatever, whatever it was. Um, and I think even back in the 50s, I, I don't know if the Hayes Code had no, it was, still, it was still there. It was still the Hayes Code. Okay. Stop and remember that you even on television shows in the 50s, you never saw a husband and wife sleeping in the same bed. They always right. were in twin beds with a table between them. <laughs> right. And uh, I'll tell you one thing that has changed, and I don't think for the better, I, I'm hearing language. I'm hearing language on uh television shows, and I don't mean streaming, I mean on open-air shows, language you never, you never would have heard uh, years ago. If I can, if I may, and I'm not going to repeat the word, Joe, don't get alarmed. Well, Lynn will beep you if you do. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you. Uh, if I said the, if I use the phrase, the F word, you'll know what I'm talking about. Was I beeped? No, no, okay. that's okay. I mean, I'm hearing, th I'm hearing that. Uh, on regular television shows, um, the uh, another acronym BS. I have heard that spoken for a couple of years on regular TV. Well, and shows. they seldom refer to excrement as excrement on TV. Yeah, so we're hearing. And usually, that. it's an exclamation. Uh, but now you know. But I, I guess I am getting a little far afield. Well, but you know, you make a good point. But the times have changed. It used to be that one single use of the F word, as you would describe it, would get you an R rating in a movie. Hmm. That's no longer the case. It has to be considerably more than that to get you an R rating. Mm -hmm. But I do like the what they've shown now is they the reason why it got the rating it got. Strong language, uh, smoking will get you some kind of a yeah, rating. Yeah, that's. <laughs> blows me away. Yeah. So, I mean, there are there are uh, legitimate reasons for some of these changes, but I don't think that... Um, I can't disagree with Van entirely. Anything that desensitizes you from the impact of violence without showing you the repercussions can't be good. I, I think what is desensitizing these young kids are two things. Uh, number one, uh, these kids are... They're, they're miserable to begin with. And we all know, Joe, and we sort of talked about it, people under the age of 18, for instance, my goodness, mentally they are going through so much and they seem to think that if they're unhappy, and many of them are, God knows I was when I was that age, uh, they seem to think if I do this, I won't be unhappy. So I think that makes them desensitized. And then when you see one mass shooting after the other, that desensitizes you, But too. again, you know, most of us have some inherent understanding of right and wrong, and we can't, we can't justify it. I mean, I can't say in my mind that I could justify, I'm going to bring a gun into work tomorrow and clean house. Right. I mean, there, there is no way that that would enter my mind. First of all, I don't have a gun, and if I did, that wouldn't be an answer to any problem I've got. You know, if you if you're at all rational, you have to believe that the action you take has to have some beneficial effect on the problem you're trying to solve. Right. And if, if that's not the case, then yes. you're not really thinking straight. And if you are contemplating taking a gun into a shopping mall and shooting it up, uh, you have left rational thinking w way behind. No argument. I agree with you there completely. All right, Dan, you're on the mark from New Berlin. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, you know that twenty-two year to twenty-two year old in Indiana taking out 
the gentleman with the firearm proves our point that we always say a good guy with a weapon will take out the bad is why we need carry permits and and actually more firearms in the community because that proves our point and most of us in Susquehanna Valley I, I hardly knew any kid in my age group and even in junior high and up through that didn't have firearms and didn't hunt and didn't know the use, the correct use and the safe use of firearms but the difference in them days we had moral code and we knew the difference between fiction and truth well that's the difference yeah you know uh when, when again going back to Van's phone call, it, it, I wonder if you looked at all of these mass shootings that have occurred. If you look at the history of um, the folks who have done it, these crazy people who have done it, I wonder how many of them have any kind of a hunting background. I tend to think few, if any. Um, you know, so. You know, to say that here in the Susquehanna Valley, uh, you know, hunters have a moral code that prevents them or keeps them from going into a shopping mall and shooting it up. Well, that may be. But the other thing is uh, the uh, the men and women in, in our area who hunt, that's what their guns are for. They're for hunting. I, I don't I can't believe many, if any, would contemplate taking a gun into the Susquehanna Valley Mall and, and shooting it up. Um, I, you know, I just go back to, you, you got, that is a, that is a, you know, let me, let me bring up something else, Dan, and I hate, I'm sorry to be taking up your time. That's all right. Uh, we've sort of talked about this. All these people who feel a need to, to change their gender, you know, again, some and I, I, who knows? Maybe I'll get phone calls. You get a kid who is 15, 16, 17 years old, and they're unhappy because they all are over something, and they're looking for something to relieve the unhappiness. And they say, "I know. I'll change my gender. I'll become a different person." Uh, no, I, I I think that's 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 kind of crazy too my opinion. Well, I can't say I disagree with you, but I think we're... You can't paint such a broad brushstroke. I mean, there are many perfectly well-adjusted young uh, teenagers and preteens, if you will. You know, not everybody thinks that they're so miserable that they need to go out and change the world in some positive way. But, you know, there are safeguards in that that respect. There are safety nets. There are teachers at schools who see something and say something about a kid's behavior. You know, there are people in society who would do that. I suspect, Dan, if you saw a neighbor, a teenager acting erratically, you would have a word with somebody about it because you seem like a caring person. But, you know, at some point, are we our brother's keeper? Are we so involved or should we be so involved in someone else's life that we determine for them what they can own, what they can do, how they can do it? Or do we allow personal freedom and then react when someone abuses it? Which is the proper way to go? Naturally, if you see someone erratic with a weapon, you have a responsibility to c- 
told at least call the police and have that checked into because you you don't know what that person may do and that's exactly right there you have to intervene in some way or the other and let let the police handle it first if it's not that far out of hand but it what i i keep going back and i know it's a precious time in my life the fab 50s they'll never be again where we knew right from wrong well even our even kids and uh, young kids knew right from wrong and we knew something sacred from something that wasn't sacred even you know it was a different time a whole different time that uh, never i don't look for us ever to get back to them precious times that that we had in them, that era before the before the revolutionary late 60s well let, let's be so in other words where a woman knew her place and exactly <laughs> you know and if you were a, if you were a, uh, an 18 year old girl you were told let's see what are your career choices a you can nurse be or uh, a nurse or a, a flight attendant or a teacher <laughs> or a flight attendant yeah and that's an extreme no thing. not a bit not a bit Dan. that's the way it was and if you were a minority individual you know my family my wife and i were just out in in palm springs about a month or so ago palm springs you know home of the stars wonderful place and yet I was so shocked to find out that at least in the 30s and maybe in the 40s minorities there was only one district in the city of Palm Springs California where minorities could live so you know I'm just saying things were different in the 50s for sure Um, some things were better but let's not let's not kid ourselves. Life was not exactly all uh, unicorns and rose bushes. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll go back to the fifties any day. I'll go back there any day. You, I could go back to live that life where well, we had a certain amount of innocence, even yeah, as teenagers. Sure. We weren't. We were. It was a complete different ball game. Not about complete. And we had moral code, and you didn't. You didn't break that code. Okay, Dan. We'll give you the last. We'll give you the last few seconds because we got to take a break here. And, what do you uh, want to say? Wrap it up. We we all we all were had access to firearms. I had a. I even had a handgun when I was. 13. Okay. Thank you, Dan. I never misused it. Thank you, Dan. I never thought about (laughs) killing anybody with it. We got it. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate your call. We got to take a break. We'll do that in just a second. Uh, Mario says, and Mario's a flake, he says, I love Mark Lawrence's idea of mandatory carry, not cockamamie at all. Thank you for that, sharing that with us, Mario. We're going to take that break, and we will be right back with more of On the Mark on WKOK. There's something to be said about a with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. 
You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Jim McGranahan along with Steve Kushaloff and Lynn Hall's our producer. Give us a call at 1-800-795-9565. One of our emailers says, you uh, raising your hand? Yes. I just you want have to, to say, go to the restroom? Yeah, no, I could do that on my own. <laughs> I just wanted to say one thing. Dan talked about the 50s were so great. Right. Just my opinion. The music was better. No argument there. Bill Haley and the Comets. Oh. All right. The average age of school shooters is much lower than overall shooters. Violent video games are popular internationally, yet there are no other countries that experience the same issues we have in the U.S. Although now Japan seems to be kind of getting into the ball game, and, doesn't and it? And who was that? email from um well i don't they didn't sign it well so they we, did right here well it says no no here. we don't read we don't names. say that okay no, can i just say can i get i won't say the name but that's from a woman right boy i wish more women would just call into the show and then rob says the biblical story of the good samaritan was told as a response to the question from the wealthy man and who is my neighbor the story answers the question that we all are everyone's neighbor and we are all compelled to find a way to help each other every day in every way that certainly is utopian rob thank you for sharing that with us lance you're on the mark this morning good morning sir Hey there, my well, hearty good morning. I'm not going to say it. Uh, anyway, uh, we talked about, Cindy was talking about those uh, pregnancies, those 100,000 in which, uh, you know, the woman would die if we didn't do it. Well, in those instances, you see, the baby is dead. Um, that particular thing uh, was addressed by Lila Rose, the head of the uh, live action uh, abortion rights outfit. And that's uh, so isn't really covered by any kind of a uh, abortion law that we have so far. Same thing as miscarriage. They also said miscarriages would then be classed as abortions and banned. No, that isn't the way at all. We were can also I, off topic this morning. We're talking about the the shooting. Yeah, can <laughs> I? Yeah, inter- okay. All right. Let me, okay. Let me interrupt. Just, that's, the, that's the next thing. Okay. Uh, let me interrupt just for one quick second. There is a fairly well known. Uh, incident that has occurred in Texas, and I mean very recently, a woman uh, miscarried, and she went to the hospital in Texas. All the doctors had to do to relieve this woman was perform a, it's called a DNC, apparently. But the doctors refused. The hospital refused to do a DNC, and they uh, allowed the uh, dead uh, fetus to remain inside the, wo- the woman. And the reason is because they said, based on the new laws in Texas, if they were to do a DNC and remove this fetus, they might be liable. So uh, before you get out there and say that, oh no, miscarriages, etc., don't uh, come under it, no. What all this abortion ruling has done is created great fear 
within hospitals, within the medical community, that if they take one wrong step, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. Okay, now, uh, the I other think issue... is probably pro-abortionists that, uh, that did that out of spite, probably. No, wait, wait. Let, say, okay, let's, let's just drop ahead. that because we want to talk about the gun business. Okay. All right. Back when, like in the 50s, 60s, and even now, the government provides us service rifles to practice with the Department of Civilian Marksmanship. And uh, all across the country, I don't even think there's an age limit on it, because I know I was in it when I was like 11 years old. And they had the, well, to now, they're AR-15s. The Department of Citizen Marksmanship? I never heard of that. Yeah, it's a civilian marksmanship program. And mm-hmm. it's a department of the federal government? You said the Department of Civil or Civilian... No, no. It's called, now they changed the name. We call it the Char- Chocolate, Marshmallow, and Peanuts Civilian Marksmanship Program. And they provide uh, rifles, which I guess you have to buy now. But that sponsors the uh, shooting matches at Camp Perry every year. And it is the Department of the Government. Huh. And uh, back when... You could uh, you check out an M1 carbine or an M1 Garand and take it home. Right? Now, an M1 carbine, in case you don't know, is a uh, very handy little gun that uh, our uh, soldiers carried to victory in World War II. Some were full auto, some were semi-auto. And it shot a um, 30 caliber short round with a 30 round magazine. And when uh, we were used them, we were kids, you would do a jungle clip, which you would tape a two thirty rounders together so you could change it real quick. Now, all the kids out there could do that, right? Nobody was out shooting up schools. Why? Well, that's the question. Why? What's the answer? Right. Because not enough people were worry, willing to stay home take care of their kids instead of out pursuing a so-called meaningful career. It's the only thing I can figure out. Well, you sound was, like, you well, sound I, like I, Dan, a return to the 50s, where the little woman stays at home and cooks the dinner and has no career. Well, Just stands by her man. Well, it worked, didn't it? What do you I mean, mean it worked? It worked, work for, it worked for whom? It worked for the men. Didn't necessarily work for the women. <laughs> you're saying, yeah, in other words, it worked when, for society. You're, so you're saying when women stayed home, that uh, we didn't have the mass shootings we have today, and so that bingo bango, uh, that's that's the answer. If all women no. would stay home, we wouldn't have mass shootings. No, no. What I'm saying is that lots of the folks have been. Uh, brainwashed into thinking that that's more important than raising the kids. Now, they could be doing both. I know a lady who has, uh, I always forget if they have 13 or they have 17 kids, and she has written books. I mean, as a published author to start with, does all kinds of uh, community service things and all that, has time to do all that, because the kids at home work together to raise the other ones. And all her kids are my kids are doctors and missionaries well, and psychologists and everything. You know, I was a single parent for five years, and I had a job because I had to provide for my child, and I raised a child. And my child hasn't done any mass shootings. Uh, my child is now a 
single parent raising a child, has a job because she has to provide for that child. She hasn't committed any mass shootings. No, I understand that part. Oh, absolutely. That it certainly can be done. But in a lot of times, it is not. And when people uh, uh, really misplace their priorities... And the kids really suffer. That's all I'm saying. Okay, well, and, but there's, you know... You're talking about misplaced priorities. You know, what, what are you saying? That there are priorities that we all should adopt. There should be societal norms that the priority for one should be the priority for all? Oh, no, but what I'm saying is a lot of times the kids are who really suffer. Okay. And there are folks that, you know, should be doing it and should people who should not be. Okay, well, I'll let you wrap it up because we got two other calls, so go ahead. Oh. Okay. Well, it's just that uh, if it was going to be school shootings, it should have happened back when it was really popular. And to this day, you can do that. Okay. And none of those people have gone out and uh, done any kind of awful stuff that I know of. Okay. Thank you, Lance. Appreciate your call. 1-800-795-9565. Cindy wants one more minute. Cindy, you got it. First of all, I think we should ask ourselves a question. Why are 98% of these mass shooters males? I think that is a compelling question. Sure. If the social circumstances that children are raised in provoke this, then why is it only affecting males? Why are females, I'm telling you, it's only 2% uh, mass murderers go out and do this. There's, There's something there that should be examined, and I've said this before. We need to look at the physiologic and psychological issues involved with these people. You know, I, I believe with the deep autopsies, genetic examinations, something's broken. I'm going to be real blunt about it. Something's broken. And we'll never figure that out. I, I understand the passion of people who call in and want to take all the guns away. And, and my question is, why are you going to take my guns away? I haven't shot anyone. Who, Nor have the women of this country behaved this way. So why are you punishing everyone over the abnormal, ugly, horrible behavior right. of a very small group of people? You know, I, I agree, Cindy, with 98% of what you're... But who's this you that is that wants to take your gun away? You. Oh, there are no. people in Congress. <laughs> well, there, there may be there a couple advocates of... advocates all across the country. There may I, be a I couple listen of... to people call into this show, and you know what they say? You don't need that gun. Well, pardon me, but how did you become the decider, you, this person making this, you know, statement, how did you become the decider about what I do and don't need? Okay. I, I, isn't that... Aren't we all unique uh, individuals, yes. and what our yes, personal we are. needs the, are... are the, are unique to us. The people be you respected. are referring to are on the extreme. You know, the people who say no guns, those are people on the extreme. The people who say, I can own any gun I want, including a Sherman tank, if I got the room for it, those are on the extreme. We're not going to find the answer to this on on either extreme. So, Well, you know, the mayor of Lancaster owns a cannon. I know this because, and it fires, it's a working cannon, because on the 4th of July, he would come to the park when they were putting on the Pops concert, and he would fire his cannon. To the best of my knowledge, he has not shot at anybody with this cannon. But, you know, you people love to bring up, as you point out, extremes. 
and to assume that the inanimate object is the culprit is foolish. Oh, I don't know. I'm not so sure about... Anyway, thank you. Okay. Okay, thank you, Cindy. Appreciate your call. All right, we have, uh, let's see, we have to take a quick break to stay on schedule. We'll do that. We have another call pending and a couple of emails, which we will get to right after this break. Welcome back to On the Mark. Joe McGran and Steve Kushaloff here. Lynn Hall's our producer. WRR makes a comment, but we'll hold on to that for a minute. We'll take Eric first. Good morning, sir. You want one more minute? You got it. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, uh, so, the average age of these mass shooters is 65. Going far, how, how far back? If we go back to the beginning of the year, on that statistic, and using that 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 uh, uh, cohort of numbers, the average age is what eight, nineteen and a half. And no matter what you say about the average age, after the last three or maybe four, that average age has come down, hasn't it? I don't know. I just quoted a statistic I found online that seemed reliable. Since the beginning of the year, how many of these mass shootings have been done by people over the age of 21? Well, you know what they constitutes what constitutes a mass shooting now? They don't all get reported as, what, four people shot, not necessarily killed? So, I mean, there, there, there could be a lot of numbers. There are some numbers involving uh, people who have had family issues who shoot up some area for some particular reason or another. I, I don't know what all the totals are, but I agree with you. We're talking about the mass shootings that have made the national headlines. It's younger. Right. All under 21. Okay. Since the beginning of the year. All right. Anything else? I think, I th- I think that is a very uh, important statistic. Sure. And again, I'll go back to my original point. Always my point is protecting of our kids. Okay. we got to have put laws in effect to help our kids protect themselves and protect other kids. Fair enough. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate your call. WRR says, and this is appropriate because Dan wants one more minute as well, Dan, in what parallel universe do you live? The good guy with a gun in the shopping mall proves nothing. There were almost 400 good guys with many guns in Uvalde, Texas, and yet it was a mass killing of children and teachers. That argument is moot. Dan, you get one more minute. You know, you guys owe my mother an apology. My mother was a stay-at-home mother, and her she had a full-time career. That really made me upset when you said that stay-at-home mothers didn't have a career. Who said you that? You owe every mother in that day an apology. I, I didn't say that. That that went through me like a knife. Well, that's they unfortunate. Raised, yeah, their career was baking, cooking, sure, taking care of the kids, which is a full time job, very important. It built a society yeah, of Dan, people that were responsible. I didn't say that. Joe didn't say that. You need to take a it's chill too. pill. No, it's not true. I think you need to get your radio checked. The mothers. Nobody's belittling. Good lord. Uh, the, the only one of the 50s. Oh. That went through me. Well, no, and you, I even said the music every was good. Mother and no, you're wrong. <laughs> So okay. you had your minute. I figured uh, liberal uh, win. Yeah, right. Uh, okay. Dan, I'm sorry you made your point, sir. Thank you. Can I and just make a quick well, point Well, we have here. a call pending. Go ahead. It's on the Good Samaritan issue. Mm-hmm. The Good Samaritan uh, out of the Bible, that was not a true story. That was a parable from Jesus. So if you want to say that you're only a Good Samaritan if you pick up somebody on the side of the road who's been beaten up, don't forget... 
Jesus uh, made up that story. It was a, and, uh, to make a point. So you think Jesus was lying? <laughs> Joe, you're as bad as Dan. You know, as bad as Dan to trying to put words in my mouth that never came no, I just out of asked, my mouth. I'd ask you whether that was not what you were implying. That, not, as you know, Joe, that is not what I'm implying. Okay. Well, whether you accept, there are some people who believe, and, and we're not going to get into the religious discussion. We're not going to have five I, people calling okay. saying the Bible's literal. All right, we understand I, that. I think it's an interesting uh, point. Okay. Judy, you're on the mark from Sunbury. Good morning. Howdy. Yes, I'm back to the issue that something Cindy brought up about the shooters being males. Right. I want to focus on, I think, what everyone's overlooking. The real problem are video games. I think that is the basis of all of our problems. How do these foreign countries indoctrinate their children by day after day after day putting things into their head? With these video games, they're playing four, five, six hours at a time without getting away from them. I play video games, but I play the rule games. I don't play the shoot 'em ups. And you can play for four hours and look at the clock and you think maybe half an hour went by. You have no idea. And as far as them being males, shooters, girls don't play the video games like the guys do. They already are so stressed out. In, I think, really, that the, it, this, these two are the basis of what our problems are today. They're so stressed out by school because they pressure them constantly. Then they get into the video games. And if you talk to psychiatrists, they will tell you everyone has a different addiction center. So some of these people are just more easily addicted to these games and really get into them and apply them to real life. And I think that that's where people need to focus, is on these video games, not the movies. I mean, they don't help. Well, I think you're, I think I th that's where it's at. I think you've got a good point, Judy, when it comes to problem solving. If, if in the game that you're playing, problem solving involves shooting and killing someone to solve your problem, that, I think, sent, creates a false sense of what, what it takes to survive in the world. You know, it's got to be somebody, you've got to be stronger than the other guy. Matter of control. But it, there are other it, games. There, there, it creates a game, it creates control. Yeah, well, there are some games that teach uh, some values. I mean, my grandson is 13, my oldest grandson is 13, and he's a game player kid. But, you know, he doesn't spend hours on shoot 'em up games. He may play, I think there's been a lot of controversy about the game Fortnite, whether or not it's uh, violent. But then there's Grand Theft Auto, and there are other games that involve shooting people and involve criminal activity. There's even one about the mafia, so where you get to play a mafia leader. Uh, I don't know that that teaches kids anything of particular value or not. Well, see, that's where it comes in as far as, far as the, to begin with, the tendencies to be directed in that direction. Yeah, no argument. I, I don't know that... And that's why I think that they really need to study these things as far as these shooters and what their backgrounds were and what they did. And I think that they would find a lot of them were into these video games. 
Well, it's quite possible. You know, maybe there's somebody will be doing a study like that. Maybe someone already has. But today's games are much more sophisticated. I remember back when my son and I got I know, my first video him. game, uh, <laughs> we had an Atari 2600, and it was practically cubes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean the, compared to uh, today's graphics, I mean, it was ridiculous. But, you know, and then th- I think they were relatively harmless games. But today, the complexity, you shoot somebody, you see the blood spatter, you know, you, or you have zombies chasing you and you have to they want to eat your brain. I mean, a lot of this stuff, I think, is teaching kids an unreasonable view of the world, but I don't know how you stop it. Any event. By stopping the video games that are doing it. Fair enough, Judy. Thank you for your call. Really appreciate your calling us this morning. And a good opinion. Okay. Thank you very much. 1-800-795-9565. We're going to take our last break of the day. Then we have a caller pending and an email or two that we'll get to just as well. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to On the Mark. Joe McGran and Steve Kushloff. Lynn Hall's our producer, and Dick has been waiting quite patiently. Dick, you're on the mark. I wanted to make a little point here. Back in the 1940s or 50s, I was, well, I was a teen, a young and then a teenager. We had a relative down in Harrisburg, a young kid, that picked up a loaded uh, revolver, pistol, I guess, at that time, and killed his sister. And it got me thinking about, uh, do guns kill people or do people kill, or, you know, who kills people? You always make, well, guns don't, guns don't kill. It's people that kill. But my point, so I looked up statistics. You know, the average, we average, like in the United States, like one person, one child, child shooting another child every day. And they're not always fatal. And it, and it got me thinking, uh, all these people leave their guns at home loaded. You almost have to have for home defense. If not, you might as well just have a baseball bat. But they're not, some of them aren't very safe with them. If, obviously, if we have a, at least one person a day in the United States, one child, like under 10, shooting their friends. That's pretty sad. And, and I understand you, the gun has to be loaded for self-defense. If you had to, as I say, if you had to grab the thing and then load it, somebody was in your, coming into your house, that's not going to be easy. Yes, they say you might as well have a baseball bat. But it just, it just people must be out there not, not put, storing their guns in a very safe place. Well, actually, some parents have been charged with that, with that they let their kids get access to guns. And the, the, I, well, I don't they should th- be. Yeah, I agree. They they should be. I mean, they need to... But my, but my, but my other question is, it's like the chicken and the egg. So, so do, do guns kill, kill people or do people kill? I mean, do, would you say a five-year-old kid that picks up a gun... So basically, is, is it the gun's fault or the person's fault? Yeah, that's a good. I mean, point. I'm not going to blame. I'm not going to blame a five year old person for shooting somebody if he picked up a loaded gun. No, that's a good point. 
That's a good point. And to the five-year-old, you always that hear that. Day, you you, you always hear your, your gun advocates saying, "I have a gun." So you always hear that. Well, guns don't kill; it's the people that kill. Five or six-year-old picks up a gun. They're playing cowboys. All of a sudden, they find that they know this gun's there. They grab it. They shoot their friend that's there with them. And it, I, I personally would blame the gun and not not a five or six-year-old kid. Personally, I'd blame the parents or whoever let the kid have access to the gun. Well, just no. stupid parents would have guns laying around, but they do. Obviously, you you wouldn't have a you wouldn't average one a day in the United States. Kids shooting other kids. No, but I, saw, I, 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 I did see a story where the parents had the guns locked in a gun safe, but the kid found out what the combination was and got it out. So that's something you can't really account for, can you? No, it's like kids, like, uh, kids at home drinking. Yep. Hey, Dick, thanks. That's a good comment. I appreciate your calling this morning. 1-800-795-9565. Harry, you're on the mark. Good morning. Good morning, guys. I, I think, uh, you know, we're uh, earlier I heard a couple callers talk about, you know, the way things were in the 50s or 60s or anything. But And I'm uh, I'm of a seasoned age, and so I, I can remember back into the 60s anyhow. But, but, you know, when we were kids, you could see the Three Stooges and Foghorn Leghorn and the Roadrunner and and, uh, and Wiley Coyote, and you saw all these things. And, and you knew that if you took a two-by-four and you wheeled somebody across the backside or you poked them in the eyes that there would be consequences and i think part of what's happened in today's society is we don't have consequences for our actions we have blame for other people for those actions but we no longer have personal responsibility so you can legislate and put all the laws you want in but until there is some kind of uh, moral accountability and some kind of of uh soul-searching to know that sometimes when something goes wrong, it's because you did it, not because somebody else did uh, uh, did you wrong or, or made you feel a certain way, then no law that you put in will be effective in any way, shape, or manner, because you have no respect for responsibility, yeah. life, anything. I, I don't know how that I, happens. Um, let me get to toss one thing out here, and this is going to get Mr. McGranahan so upset. Right now, I'm reading a book. I think the name of the book is Promises to Keep. And I'm just waiting to see Joe's smoke come out of Joe's ears. It's, uh, it's President Biden's biography. Oh, there goes Joe. He's, oh, there he goes. Okay. Anyway, you know, I will tell you, I've only read, I bet I haven't read more than 30 pages. Well, somebody else probably wrote it. He plagiarized well, it. Well, you know. I'm, I'm sure Joe had some help. But, you know, if you read about Joe Biden's own personal values that were instilled, you know, by his parents, his his father. Uh, they're they're much like you were saying. It's about personal responsibility. It's about standing up. It's about helping out. Uh, because the question I was going to ask you is, how do you how do we ever get to this change in attitude? Well, I think it's because we have no. We've taken. Uh, God out of the equation or anything, and I'm not talking about proselytizing, I'm not talking about anything else, but we have taken the regard for for life, which starts with the lack of respect for anything moral, which comes from our, in my opinion, comes from our, our removing God and and doing doing right, not doing what's right for you out of out of our daily lives. And and because we have no moral compass as a society I mean, you think about everything that happens. Oh, somebody insulted me, so now I'm going to go shoot uh, 20 people in a classroom. I mean, that's the mentality. 
and that I don't know how it got to that either. I don't know why people were, were dumb enough to allow it to happen, but we did. As a society, we did. And, and that's the question as to why as a society would we find life so cheap and so meaningless? Good point, Harry. Thank you. I appreciate your call this morning. As always, we have another call to get to, but we really appreciate your call this morning. Incidentally, uh, the mayor of Lancaster since 2018 has been Deneen Serace. I don't think Deneen has a cannon, but it must have been the prior mayor who had one. And one of our emailers says, the Rwandan genocide was done almost entirely with machetes. I heard no outcry to outlaw machetes. Good point. Al, you're on the mark from Northumberland. Okay. Uh, earlier in the show, they wanted somebody wanted to put you through the hoops of the privilege to drive, um, and you know you're operating a vehicle and it's a privilege, but the uh, owning of a gun is a right. So there's a big difference there. Okay. And then you were talking about reading that book, Steve, about Biden. Well, yeah. he didn't follow the lesson very good. Because he's blaming all his troubles on everybody else, and then his wife came on TV to blame the troubles on everybody else. And I think we owe uh, Putin a thanks, because it was Putin's price hike to put the gasway up there. And uh, Biden's trying to take the you know, credit for bringing it down 50 cents, but it, it really goes to Putin. Okay. So we owe Putin a thanks for Thank that. Thank you, Vladimir. Okay. We will thank Vladimir. Thank you, Al. Appreciate your call this morning. One of our emailers says, Good morning, gentlemen. I would like to put in my opinion about motherhood. Motherhood is the hardest job in the world. Mothers very little uh, get very little recognition, and sometimes they're even expected to be put on the back burner because it's not that important. No one can raise your child but you. I hear women trying to juggle a career with raising children. That is almost impossible. Okay, that's a good opinion. Almost impossible. But not impossible because many do it. Exactly. And we're out of time for the day. Been a busy day. Hey, thank you all so much for participating. Steve and I will be back at it again tomorrow morning. Lynn, will you be our producer tomorrow too? Not certain. Okay. <laughs> well, we invite you to join us in On the Mark and WKOK tomorrow morning at the usual time, 8.30 a.m. This is WKOK Sunbury, Pennsylvania.